welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello there, friend. I hope you're having an awesome day wherever you are in the world. Today, we're going to be chatting all about sleep and specifically how you can sleep better. For most of my life, I've been one of those annoying people who sleeps pretty well without trying, although this past couple of months, I actually found myself struggling to get a good night's sleep. Now, I didn't have any trouble falling asleep, and I wasn't lying awake in the middle of the night. My problem was really that my sleep quality was crap. I wasn't getting enough deep sleep, which meant that I was waking up feeling unrested. After lots of research and experimentation on myself, I want to share with you my top tips to help you get more sleep, and importantly, to help get better quality sleep. Now, I want to encourage you to check on your sleep quality, because a lot of my clients tell me that they sleep just fine because they're not lying awake at night but they're waking up feeling exhausted. While there are other things that could be at play here causing this fatigue, waking up feeling really tired and exhausted is a very clear sign that your sleep quality is not optimal. So if you have an Apple Watch or some kind of fitness tracker, then I highly recommend tracking your sleep for a week to get an idea of what your sleep quality is like. Now, let's dive into my top tips for improving your sleep. I'm going to start with one of the most important things, and that is your exposure to natural daylight and darkness. The best way of explaining this and really understanding it is the experience that I have when I go camping. Whenever I go camping with only a torch and very little lighting, being out in the elements, I often go to bed ridiculously early because it gets dark and there's nothing else to do. And so I read, I get really sleepy and go to bed ridiculously early. And then when the sun comes up, I wake up. We're designed to start to wind down and get sleepy with the darkness and wake up with the sun in the mornings. Darkness in the evening triggers melatonin, our sleepy hormone, which helps us get tired fall asleep easily, and have a good night's sleep. This whole cascade is actually kickstarted in the morning. Getting out in the daylight in the morning tells your body to start making melatonin 12 to 14 hours later. So it starts here with that morning light. 
Then when the sun goes down, we want to minimize our exposure to light because bright lights in the evening and blue light from your phone or computer actually suppresses the production of that sleepy hormone melatonin. So get out in the morning, ideally around 7am, and spend at least 15 minutes out in the daylight without sunglasses. And as soon as the sun goes down, dim the lights in your home. I like using salt lamps, dimmers, and lamps that aren't too intense. We also want to aim to minimize blue light exposure. So you can do this by using Night Shift on your phone or computer if you have Apple. There's similar apps for any other phone or computer that you use. And I also like to use blue blocking glasses. And I'm not talking about the cool looking ones here. I mean the ones with full on orange lenses. I use the sleep glasses from Blue Blocks at night. They do take a little bit of getting used to, but I really feel that they make a difference. The next key thing to think about when it comes to improving sleep is reducing stress and exercise. When we're under a lot of stress, our body will go on overdrive, pumping out our stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. Adrenaline is our body's short-term stress response, and cortisol is more of our body's long-term stress response. If you often feel wired in the evenings and have trouble falling asleep, this is a sign that your cortisol levels are probably too high in the evenings. If you often feel anxious and jittery and you're a bit of a stress head, you may be building up too much adrenaline. There are so many things that you can do to reduce your levels of stress hormones so they don't affect your sleep. The most important things are stress management tools like meditation, EFT tapping, and calming breath work, which can help you shift into a rest and digest state so you're not chronically stuck in that fight or flight state. I highly recommend incorporating one of these tools into your daily life. Yoga Nidra is an awesome form of meditation that's specifically aimed at helping you fall asleep. So that is an awesome option. There are plenty of YouTube videos to learn how to do EFT tapping and calming breath work as well. The other huge thing that can help relieve stress is exercise. However, it can also increase stress. So there is a bit of nuance here. If you're feeling really exhausted and depleted, then it's probably best to stick to more restorative forms of exercise, like walking, swimming, Pilates, and strength training, and really aim to keep your heart rate down here so it's not too taxing on your system. If you're not feeling burned out and you're feeling more of that adrenaline-y, jittery, anxious feeling often, then higher intensity exercise may actually help you burn off that extra adrenaline so you feel more calm. If you're not sure what's right for you in terms of exercise, listen to your body. If you do a higher intensity workout, do you feel shattered later that day or the following days? Or does it give you energy? Most people will feel good right after a workout, so that really isn't what we're looking at here. Keep an eye on how you feel later in the day and in the days following your workout and how you recover as well. 
So we've covered light and darkness, stress and exercise. Now let's chat about another huge game changer when it comes to sleep. And that is macros and blood sugar regulation. First up, it is super important that you eat enough protein throughout the day. So ideally, you want to have at least 25 grams of protein with breakfast, lunch and dinner. And that serve of protein with dinner in particular can really help keep your blood sugar levels stable overnight, which helps you sleep better. If it often takes you a while to fall asleep, having some starchy carbs with dinner, like some sweet potato or pumpkin, can help you fall asleep more quickly. And to balance your blood sugar levels, reducing your intake of refined sugar is important too. Now, you can definitely have some chalky every night, but just opt for a lower sugar option like a dark chocolate or just have a little bit of it and have it after your protein-rich meal to minimize the impact on your blood sugar. And while we're on the topic of blood sugar, another really important thing to consider here when it comes to sleep is alcohol intake. So alcohol can mess with your blood sugar levels, which is how it really impacts your sleep quality. So being mindful of your alcohol intake, trying to have as many alcohol-free days as you possibly can, and maybe considering taking a break from alcohol while you really work on healing and restoring your body and improving your sleep can be an absolute game changer as well. Now let's chat about caffeine. You probably knew this one was coming. Caffeine stimulates those stress hormones we spoke about before, cortisol and adrenaline. And that's how it gives us energy and makes us feel good. The problem is caffeine actually stays in our system for around 10 hours. So if you're having a coffee at 2 p.m., you'll still have that caffeine in your system at around midnight and that can impact your sleep. So if you're going to drink coffee, I always suggest having it after breakfast and only having one to two cups a day. And ideally, don't have any more caffeine after around 11 a.m. or midday. And if you're really struggling with sleep or you're feeling exhausted or anxious, it's worth considering swapping out the caffeine for now. You can opt for water processed decaf, which is decaf coffee made without chemicals. Or cacao, matcha or chai, which are generally speaking a whole lot lower in caffeine than coffee. The next thing to consider when it comes to sleep is nutritional deficiencies. Research shows that having a lack of key nutrients like calcium, magnesium, vitamins A, C, E and K is associated with sleep issues. So this is a really great reason to get some blood work done, check your nutrient levels and also to look at what you're eating and make sure you're having a varied and nutrient dense diet. Now let's chat about a couple of things to support sleep, like some specific food and supplements. Please, please don't just go for the supplements without looking at those real foundations that we've spoken about, like protein intake and stress reduction and reducing your caffeine and alcohol intake. These things that we're going to chat about now are the icing on the cake. They can really help while you work on the foundations, but on their own, they're not going to get you lasting change. Okay, first up we have magnesium, 
which helps improve sleep by helping the body relax. And it can even improve symptoms of insomnia. You can get magnesium in supplement form. And for sleep, a magnesium glycinate or bisglycinate is the best option. You want to be taking around 300 milligrams a day. Keep in mind that we don't want to take a single mineral forever because this may throw out the balance of other minerals in your body. But for a few months while you work on your sleep, that is totally fine. You can also have an Epsom salt bath or use a topical magnesium spray as well. Next, we have tryptophan and theanine, which are amino acids. And amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. You can supplement with these, but you can also focus on having foods that naturally contain them. And one of these foods is tart cherry juice. Now, tart cherry juice contains tryptophan, which helps the body produce melatonin. And tart cherries also contain melatonin as well. So there's lots of evidence showing that tart cherry juice increases sleep quality and duration. So you can have a glass of unsweetened tart cherry juice after dinner to help you sleep better. There are also adaptogens like ashwagandha, which can help you fall asleep more quickly and have better sleep quality. And ashwagandha also helps the body adapt to stress. Another supplement and something I like to use with clients is phosphatidylserine, which can help regulate cortisol and improve sleep quality. Now, there are so many more supplements and nutrients that can help support sleep, but these are some of the research-backed things that you can really focus on to help support your sleep. I do briefly want to touch on melatonin. Because I know a lot of people rush out and get melatonin straight away when they're having trouble sleeping. But melatonin is a hormone and we want to be really careful when supplementing with hormones. So really just try and consider this as a last resort when you really need help with your sleep and make sure it's short term only. Okay, now let's recap. Here are my top tips for better sleep. Number one, get natural daylight in the morning and darkness in the evening. Number two, reduce your stress levels with stress management tools like EFT tapping, meditation, and calming breath work, and the exercise that's right for you based on where you're at right now. That might be more restorative forms of movement or higher intensity training. Number three, eat enough protein and try having some starchy carbs like sweet potato or pumpkin with dinner. Number four, make sure you don't have any nutritional deficiencies because these can impact your sleep. Get some blood work done to check in on that and make sure you're eating a varied nutrient-dense diet. Number five, look at your caffeine intake and stick to one to two coffees a day. And remember that caffeine lasts in your system for around 10 hours, so earlier in the day is always going to be better. You may also need to consider taking a break from coffee. And same goes for alcohol. Reduce your alcohol intake because that can hugely impact your sleep quality as well. And number six, I mentioned quite a few different things to focus on in terms of food and supplements, including magnesium, which helps us relax, tart cherry juice, which contains tryptophan and melatonin, and ashwagandha and phosphatidylserine, which can help the body 
adapt to stress to improve sleep. I hope you found this helpful. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, I would be super grateful if you took a minute out of your busy day to leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I read all of your reviews and honestly, I get so stoked every time I read them. So I'm very grateful to every single person who leaves me a review. Have an awesome day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.